podcast. This is Dr. Bennett. Uh, I got here John Dell and uh, he and I are going to do something a little different this week. We're just talking about homesteading and neither of us is particularly expert in this. We have a little bit of experience and we've definitely done a lot of thinking and reading about it and and we just want to talk about kind of the, the, the big picture philosophy behind it and why people are actually doing it and whether some of that makes sense and just sort of uh, just sort of riff. It's going to be a laid back one, guys. So welcome, John. Thanks. Yeah, it's just a conversation. I'm not a guru. You're not a guru. You know, I've played around with poultry. You played around with poultry. That's where we're at. Yep. Right on. So, and and I think one of the things that uh, that we're up against, and you know, as I as I look for uh, land to 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 meet our needs as far as what we what we dream about with homesteading. The biggest problem that I've seen is just remoteness that, uh, and mainly for my wife and my kids, um, I want them to be able to be near other people so that they can socialize. And, and it's not like we have to, especially with, with lots of little kids in the house, you know, for my daughter to go play with a friend, it's like the whole, we have to load up the, the Mormon assault wagon and everybody's got to get strapped in and there's, it's a, it's a big production. So it doesn't happen as much as it should. Yeah, and, I mean, um, play date, play dates aren't Lindy. It just, it feels weird when you have to, <laughs> when you have to schedule time for your kids to just run around and, and know other kids. Right. But that's important. Yeah, absolutely. So like, and, and, you know, I, we lived in a, we lived in a, not particularly Lindy suburb of Fort Worth uh, until relatively recently. And, but what was cool about it was that there was neighborhood kids and um, we taught those kids to play kick the can. And they asked us how we came up with it. How, how did we, how did we invent kick the can? Um, which was pretty fun. Did you and you know, just basketball hoop and huh? Did you charge them royalties? Oh yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I'm a consultant. I don't work for free. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, especially in you know, in circles, people like us who are kind of interested in homesteading. There's a lot of criticism of the suburbs and how dead and stultifying they can be. I think a lot of that yeah. is accurate, but a a suburb with a lot of people with kids is awesome for kids in a lot of ways, especially if they're yeah. willing to get outside. It's pretty fantastic. And that, and I think that's, you know, that's where we're, we're getting at here is, well, you know, you have this vision and it's a pretty awesome vision of getting back to the land. You know, you're the, like the, the pioneer settler patriarch looking over your broad rolling acres and, you know, like, yeah, you know, like, like Abraham in the Bible, you know, looking over his cattle and thinking like, this is awesome. You know, this is my land. Yeah. These are my cattle. That's a great thing. But yes. I mean, it's a, it's a great thing. I love looking at, I don't have, you know, a hundred acres and, you know, a thousand head of cattle or anything, but I look at something that I built or that I planted. I look at, you know, a, a basket full of fruit that comes from my trees and I feel pretty good about life. But yeah, if you're, it can be grinding 
even for the man in the picture, there can be some grinding loneliness involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think partly what is happening is that there's, there's ideological sorting because everybody has access to very like-minded people, which, um, is, I mean, it's cool for me. I, I'm really happy that, that I'm able to connect with people that are, that are, are pretty much sim- simpatico because, you know, I'm like this, um, weird, right. Schizo post Latter-day Saint, like, like there's a lot of boxes to tick to find somebody that like, I really vibe with. And, um, it's not typically just in my neighborhood ward that there's like a really strong connection and there's there's like a chicken and egg question there like maybe you know i'm well that's not maybe unambiguously if i was less online i would be less weird politically um <laughs> yes but then but then once the egg's broken you know you, you once you've made that it's not going one, back yeah yeah you can't unsee right yeah yeah once yeah. you're taking that pill now, and uh <laughs> there's there's a lot of truth to that but the the downside, and this is, I think, what our conversation is headed towards, your access is just digital. Right. And I have that right. too. And we're, we're, talking, we're talking in a remote podcast right now. You know, the exit group is online. You put together a group of great guys. I love hanging out with them and having those conversations. But, and if, I was going to say, none of you guys are going to help me, you know, change my plumbing. Now, some of you might talk me through it huge resource yeah. there and that's amazing yeah but it's not and it's not flesh it's not face to face yeah and i've always viewed it as i've always viewed it as a, as a stop on that on that journey like it's my my ambition for exit is not for it to be well put it this way there are a lot of guys for whom it will be a digital resource but any any of the guys who are looking to get closer together, get to know each other face to face, introduce our families to each other, um, build those kinds of connections. Um, anybody who's down for that, I want to do that with and 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 get together. And so you know this uh, there's there's this like planned community that I saw that's basically like cul-de-sacs with their yards sort of blooming behind them that these big long yards that like come to a point at the at the back door of the house and i i don't don't particularly like that layout but like i get where it's coming from which is like i want the suburban cul-de-sac but then i want the big land behind it land behind me and um yeah, I really don't know how you thread that worlds. needle. So let me let me yeah let me throw out a couple of things that just makes me think of. So there's a uh, there's a there's a Twitter guy Wrath of Non. He also has a Substack and other things, and he's he's pretty he's pretty famous for just preaching per, you know permaculture and traditional villages and all of that. And uh, he has I love him. He won't he won't come on the program. Yeah, I've tried. Won't. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> All right, if you're listening, man, this is come on down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is you have an audience here. People care about the stuff you're saying. But if you 100%. if you follow him at all, you've heard that some guys near Austin approached him and said, like, "Hey, how would we design 
a traditional style village and he came up with this little plan and it's really cool and it's basically what you're talking about you know it's not the actual tiny tiny point of a homestead that widens out into a larger homestead but it was having this little cluster of houses and then the land around it that they can use for you know having the milk cow or having the poultry but then the other thing getting back to your latter-day saint roots there is joseph smith the plat of the city of zion one of this guy was a visionary and one of the things he was a visionary about was trying to come up with a way that people could do farming and land and have that sort of resilience but still have the social life with each other so Some density and, yeah and that, that was his plan let's put the instead of everyone living on these little farms that are all spread out let's have this let's have this setup where you have a village a little land for just an immediate garden but you can visit with each other you know as you just a lot of traditional work you know women's work men's work is so much more fun to do if you have people around oh my gosh yeah it just it yeah. does it doesn't suck up your mind you don't have to have that sort of intense focus you do if you're you know coding or something so you have yeah. your, you have your guys there you're chopping wood together you, you know the the other women are there helping you quilt it's it's so much fun because everyone's just chatting and laughing and you see like the grins and they're bringing up old stories it's one of the most human things you can do but you can't do it and we, just, and nobody does it you can't yeah. do it with just one family yeah, that's the, that's the biggest that's the biggest problem that we have to solve. I mean, so a, a lot of a lot of these guys are just trying to get their family locked down. Like they're just trying to get you know either either find a wife, have kids, get the wife out of the office so they can raise the kids. You know, but but uh, but for those of us that have a ton of debt, you know, I get that right. Yeah. You got to start right. get, you know, sure. get the kids in an educational situation where they're not constantly being bombarded with, with, you know, filth. And, you know, but, but for those of us that are, that are more or less out of those problems, the next step becomes like, I've, I've got, I've got my immediate zone of control, you know, as dialed in as I can make it w without being, you know, you have well, your nuclear family as, have your as dialed in as it should be as, as much in my control as it should be. Um, yeah. But now, uh, now what now, now how do I find, you know, I can't raise my, I can't raise my kids, uh, boyfriends and girlfriends. I can't raise their best friends. I can't raise their rivals, you know, that are going to challenge them. And, and so then it becomes like, we got to get together. We got to start talking. It's really interesting that you, you said that. It's like you're reading my mind, kind of freaky, because I was just going to say that what we're talking about here, how homesteading can be really lonely and isolating, despite all the good things. I was going to say that's just a that's just a, an example case of the larger problem we have with people who are trying for exit in one way or another. You trying mm -hmm. trying to step back from this this headless idiot system that that is just driving everything human into the ground. And that could be homesteading is an example of that, but you're also talking about homeschool. Homeschool would probably be the biggest one or just, mm -hmm. and just anybody who's trying to step outside the current a little bit, paddle in a different direction. Working remotely. Working. I mean, there's huge yeah. freedom and huge flexibility in working remotely, but um, you know, and, and people, 
make a lot of like the water cooler FaceTime thing from a, from like a networking perspective, but really like there's also an element of just human connection there. I, I think, I think uh, a lot of those things that have been LinkedInified, um, you know, we, we tend to disdain them because they've been LinkedInified, but they also have some value. They have some intrinsically. value to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But- well, I mean, but let's talk about homeschooling. So a lot of people homeschool now, and a lot of times it's for fairly exit-type reasons, you know, greater or greater or lesser degrees. But the original homeschooling was people who were hard exit, you know, like in the 70s and 80s when when you were the weird kid if you homeschooled. And it's because those parents were saying, we don't want anything to do with the modern world. Sometimes right. that worked. It, it almost always worked when the kid was actually being homeschooled, but then they turned 18 and 19. And what happens next? They go off to college. And what does their college yeah. do? How many, how many, how many homeschooled girls turned into short hair, blue hairs? Yeah. And it's because yeah. the homeschool was just their family. And now they're, now they're thinking of things like a social network meeting guys. And to do that, you got to conform. So well, I got a theory on that. Yeah, I got a theory on that. I, I think um, whatever solution you come up with, particularly for your kids, but this goes into this goes into politics. This goes into everything about the uh, the return with a V movement, um, <laughs> re- re- returning to tradition uh, in general. Um, whatever solution you have has to be post the current thing. It can't be pre the current thing with, with your kids. If your goal, you, you can't. So I have these great conversations with my daughter. Um, every time we're watching some garbage movie, um, because, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll confess some sins. I let my daughter watch some Disney movies. Um, even though I know they're garbage and I rail about them being garbage on the internet all the time, she's seen some Disney movies and, but, but we have these great conversations where I will stop the movie. There was one of them where, um, a boy is given like a sword and it's like a real sword and it's cool. And the girl is given a doll and she's like, uh, this doll is bullcrap she didn't say that but she's like oh i hate this doll like why don't i get the cool boy toys the character and i paused it right okay right and i paused it and i was like why do you think i mean you so so sweetheart you like dolls right and she was like yeah i like dolls i was like it it's cool that you like dolls i like i like that you like dolls dolls are neat that's that's a cool thing for you to play with would you be happy if somebody gave you a doll yes so like this 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 show was written by grown-ups. Why do you think that they want to talk about um dolls being bad? Why would they do that? And she's like, "I don't know. Is it like is it a girly thing to like dolls?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a girl thing to like dolls. Why would you think that they wouldn't want you to like girl things?" And she's like, "I don't know." And I was like, "You know, I have some thoughts about that, but I'm not sure either. But let's just keep that in mind that like these are these are adults telling you a story and they're telling you a story with a, with a reason. And, and she, you know, she's seven, but she, she, she caught on that. Like 
this is not a window on reality. This is a this is a version of events that has been constructed for a reason. And to, to I would so much prefer to have that conversation with her rather than just say, I'm turning this off, you're not allowed to watch it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not... And I mean, there's I'm definitely... Not... I mean, there's there's clearly, like, things that I just won't expose her to. Yeah. Um, but I think I think some of that... She's going to encounter it from other girls. She's going to encounter it, you know... It's going to be in the air. Yeah. And the more she's equipped to, like, think about that in terms... Of, to, 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 to deal with it critically and not just swallow it, I think the better off she'll be. No, and, and I think what I hear you saying, going back to the original conversation, is that these families were almost too protective of their of their children. So that when they when they were thrown out into the world it was you're being you're jumping off the diving board into the water. You don't have any uh, context to help you, you know, like justify and explain things. And I have I have a friend who sort of fits that that description. He's a guy, not a girl, but same thing. Family very very mm-hmm. protective, and he went through this rough patch when he moved away from home and you know started experimenting with things. But but notice notice the assumption though, and I think it's a true assumption. But the assumption you're saying is you've got to work on inoculating your kids a little bit because they're eventually they're going to end up out in that environment, and that's the yes. point I'm making is that one of the big weaknesses we have here is that you can create your own sort of protected thing, but eventually you're going to have to throw your kids out into that environment because there's no alternative. Now, if you look yeah. at, if you look at people like the Amish, you know, they're not sitting there saying like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta let our kids watch a few Disney movies because otherwise, <laughs> because otherwise once they go to college, you know, they're going to fall over, you know, fall off the edge of the world. They're just like, yeah, we're just doing our thing. And when our kids grow yeah. up, there's other people doing our thing and they'll marry into that and they'll keep doing our thing. And if you yeah, look at the well, retention I mean, rates, it's like 80, 90%. They hit their stride. I mean, that's true. That's true. Um, you, you, you will be expelled from the community though. If you don't like, like there's a, there's a, like Rome Springa, they talk about they you know that that's the that's the meme is like you know that they send the kids on Rome Springa and they they go experience the world, and then they always come back because the Amish way of life is so clearly superior. And I think that there is truth to that, but there's also this element of like if they don't come back, they're not welcome back, and so it's their whole yeah, social for sure. universe for sure. And and uh, you know, um, I don't. I don't feel right about that. That doesn't seem like the right solution. Yeah, as a moral as a moral issue or if that, you know, as far as wanting the best for your kids, I think you're probably right. But the point I'm making is that they have a model where they can afford to they can afford to raise their kids in a way that is extremely separate from the mainstream. Yeah. Because it's more yeah. than just one family. So that they can yes. they can count on this remaining separate from the mainstream as being like a, a viable long-term, you know, way of life. So yeah, you're going to do your rum spring. There is in fact a community to come back to. 
Whereas, yes. you know, someone like I'm, I'm probably a generation older than you. So I don't know. We, uh, we've never sat down and compared birth dates, but I have, <laughs> I have some older kids than you do, you know, and I'm kind of getting to that point where we're about to start kicking people out of the house. You know, I mean, not really, but you know, there's, they're, and I'm, they're about and I'm, to fly the coop. They're about to fly the coop. Right. And a few years ago, I, I hit my stride as a dad. I'll brag myself up. I'm a fantastic father. My kids are doing great. <laughs> Good. But, but now what happens next, man? I mean, yeah. like, who are they going to marry? You know, who are they going to, who are they going to date? And even, even yeah. people that, that I know and like, you know, I look at their kids and I'm like, you are just, there's a lot that's missing here. Yeah. And that's, I mean, just, just in terms of anytime you try to do something extraordinary, even if you, there's, well, there's a, there's a kind of, uh, there's a perception of arrogance from anybody that tries to do something extraordinary. Why, like, who are you to do something different, something special, something better? Uh, well, I guess what it amounts to is who are you to say that it's better? And people feel judged a little bit by that, right? If I'm, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you, the Disney movie thing, if I'm going around yeah. saying, well, I don't watch Disney movies because I want to expose my kids to that. What I'm saying is all the rest of you crappy parents, and I'll just right. as an example because you've talked about that, but I'm saying you guys suck as parents. You're not as good as I am. Right. People and and that's, that I mean, that's our, our, our ability to even like talk about moral things and i think you especially see this with the ladies like they just they just and and like every every online community that i've ever thought about like hey my wife might be interested maybe i could get my wife some friends in this in this little online you know lds whatever or or even not lds just like sort of more 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 conservative more people she could relate to more man they just rip each other to shreds over everything and they get into fights about everything. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you, I mean, well, I, I guess, I guess the, the way that like the Amish do it and the way that like the early church did it was like top down. Like we, we, we're all going to keep the same standards because there's going to be like one authority that's going to like define those standards. And it's, it's, become much more like pray about it think about it like pont like you know do 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 what the spirit directs and um which then you know opens you you up to the arrogance of like i got revelation to do this and you didn't because i listened better or whatever you know Um, yeah communities that are not authority driven are consensus driven and especially for right. women, that's pretty – like how the consensus gets made is not pretty. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. And I, 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 sus- I mean so, so I have seen my wife be involved in those communities in person and then we leave town and then she's involved with the same women virtually. And I don't know if it's just like the, 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 like the stones that you get when you're 
anonymous. You're not like in in someone's physical presence. The the uh, the gall that you get to kind of uh, uh, speak your mind, but those communities, even very small communities, can become like rapidly, intensely dysfunctional. Um, when they were fine when we were hanging out, and I don't know what that is. So you mean what? That's really interesting. Once you've got the physical separation, the virtual thing just tears itself apart. Yeah, and I, you know, I may be, I may be uh, d- dramatizing the point a little bit, but only a little bit. Like, like the uh, the health of those relationships, the one-on-one relationships, and the sort of network of relationships the the four by four or five by five matrix or whatever it is yeah the difference was very noticeable um and i mean there's well and it's also it's got to be confounded by the fact that there's so much ideological sorting happening right now and and so many people are like no longer accepting consensus values and so they're trying to like synthesize them from their peer groups which are increasingly sorted themselves and like people people are people are flying apart into these ideological um tents which you know is 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 clearly part of the problem but yeah it is i i just you know going back to the whole idea of like quilting together or chopping wood together I, I just I don't know I don't have a like a worked out theory of this, but I think that there's something about friendship that's facilitated when you're working on a joint project, and yes. virtually that's that's a lot harder to do. You know, like one of the things that's one of the things that's making Exit successful, in my opinion, is you've got these guys who have this a little bit of a sense of shared mission. Yeah, I mean, like there's only so much you can. Uh, there's only so much you can connect with other people by like shared complaints unless you're like, I, I feel like, I feel like some of the kernel of that group was guys who, who got together to, 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 to complain about, you know, BYU stuff or, or, or whatever. Um, but even there, there was a lot of schism. There was a lot of uh, fractiousness. And I, I think there's a, I mean, I'm definitely finding as I, as I think about preparedness and I think about who I want in my corner, I'm way less concerned about like, do we, do we vibe? Do we click? And I'm much more concerned about like, do I think that you would, that you would, you know, help me defend my house? Do I think you would let me borrow a cup of sugar kind of thing? Because like, that's the the rubber meeting the road. Right. And I, I think stories about the, the, the Balkans and other like war zones, how people come together. I think, I think that's ultimately what it is. It's just the, the, if you, if you don't have any real problems, um, like you're sort of solving your financial problems yourself, you're taking care of your basic needs through your job. Um, then, then the purpose of your social circle is to like entertain you and to like enjoy leisure together. And so you like, just want to be around people who maximize that experience for you. 
and it's it's but gonna, then you can say whatever comes to your mind without being worried that they're gonna flip out because you have the yeah. right opinion on who knows what ukraine or transgender the managerial class or whatever the issue of the day is yeah but there are so many like and there's there's like there's a narrow set of people who can who can meet my need in that way or for whom I can meet that need. But the set of people that whose needs I can meet, you know, if there's a, if there's a disaster, I mean, I could help almost anybody and almost anybody could help me because it would just be sort of will and hands and feet. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to stop a guy and you're like, well, you can't help me put the fire out of my house because you've got vaxxed and boosted. So, right. you know, take, right. take, take your normie sheep hands away from me. <laughs> you're not going to do that. But right. what, if, you know, what, the idea that this occurs, uh, the idea I'm getting out of this though, is because you don't want, you don't want to artificially manufacture the hard times just so you and other people can get along with each other. No, you can't. You can't tickle yourself. You can't convince yourself that it matters if it doesn't actually matter. But having, having some real ambition, not in the, like I want a better job sense, but having like, you have some actual goals you're driving, consuming. Yes. Yes. That can help substitute it for it because all of a sudden you start looking at the gap between where you're at and where you want to be the gap between your means and your ends and you feel that that sort of sense of urgency, that willingness to overlook things a little bit and do what you've got mm. to, to make it there. So, I mean, like, you know, like getting back to the homesteading thing, I think that it re- makes a real difference if you're, if you're homesteading just because it's kind of cozy and you like the pictures or if <laughs> you have this sort of sense of mission as a family. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're literally trying to, you know, I don't know create a a home for the clan that will last a hundred years or something like that yeah yeah i really it makes it easier for everybody i mean fundamentally i mean the project basically is to rebuild civilization ultimately like that's we're trying to get back to like the ability to to have societies we no longer have societies and um Oh, how your how your vision, the the extent of your vision can substitute for need, and I think that's the same answer that I hear when people talk about when people talk about like how do you how do you help your kids like deal with your wealth, like how can I how can I pass along the resources that I have to my children without it corroding them, poisoning them, and I think. I think part of the answer is that there needs to be a vision. And if you're, if basically a spoiled person is someone who has like literally more money than they know what to do with. And um, like they, they have no productive applic, no, no like meaningful application for their money. And so it just becomes about sort of entertaining themselves and passing the time. And, it, and that's intensely spiritually corrosive it kills you yeah for sure i mean yeah you know I'm, I'm no like fan of the french revolution and a lot of the a lot of the stuff about how evil the aristocrats were was just nonsense but the reality is is that 
they were worthless. They were decayed. They <laughs> right. because they, and it, because they had more money than they knew what to do with, and they didn't have any. They didn't have any goal in life, kind of by design. Right. You know, the king didn't want them having goals, but they. Right. I mean, they were completely useless, and they knew that about themselves. So if they didn't, you know, of course they didn't have the. They didn't have the steel when when the rocks started flying because they knew themselves that they were. You know, waste of time. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think you're seeing that with with the present system too. It's um. The the will to defend it is just increasingly not there, and the 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 best of our society is just not at all invested in keeping this machine running because it kind of shouldn't stay running. No, like it's... <laughs> and so many and so so much of the weird behavior that people have, the little you know cults around COVID or uh, you know like Black Lives Matter, all these little these social justice things. To what extent is it just lonely, sad people who are trying to build? Yeah, yeah, looking for a, looking for a. I mean, you know, you and it's the way they, the way they look back on basically World War II and the civil rights movement. It's like that's the last time, the nation, like really. I guess I guess nine eleven is the alternative, but like nine eleven is still got sour uh, within living memory right right it's still fresh how that went bad um but like world war ii and and civil rights movement it's like everybody from like you know the the, the reaganite to um you know bernie is like those were good things i'm glad we did those things and so there is like, and it's 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 the consensus seeking types, who are the most like. Uh, all of our enemies are Hitler, or or like Bull Connor. Um, yeah, the character. because that's that's the last point of contact. Well, and and that's you know that's just the same thing that we're talking about that that people are so hungry to make some kind of connection. So one of the points that, that I'm making is that, you know, homesteading is a, is a desire for a more authentic, connected life. Absolutely. I love it. And, you know, if I can find the right situation, you know, by the land, I'm going for it. But my ideal would be what you're talking about, where I have, you know, like, almost like a little compound or something. My brother's there. You're there. Uh, you know, friends are there, and we have these families that are working together, and that's because, and just what you said, with these little niches of civilization, being being social, being human, being loyal, having friends—that is the true revolutionary act. We live in an amazing age where you can you can be a rebel, and you know, and spit in the face of power just by being a decent person. To to people around you. And what that means is that, you know, if you, if this appeals to you, and it, I, you know, I assume to a lot of people it does, you can start now just by being, you know, like reaching out to people around you. You know, you just did joining the volunteer fire department. What, a, what an awesome thing to do. And that is, 
that is the saying like you know what i'm i'm going to have relationships that aren't these media driven extravagances i'm going to have a human relationship on my terms on their terms and it's defined by the redacted not defined by these categories we have to fit into yeah i love it and that's i mean that's that's a that's a perfect example the, the the vfd around here it's guys who are like og county guys who who have have grown up here been here a long time and um I'm not going to say they're not the type of guy I would hang out with because I, I think I would, but I may not be the type of guy that they would hang out with. Yeah, if someone but, tells them a, a, a consultant, a business consultant right. who moves around the country and he has an online business, <laughs> right? What, what's going through their mind? <laughs> right. What's going through their mind? Right. Like, but, sir, here's you your what? They... boa. I think you dropped it. <laughs> right. But, you know, they, they need they – need, uh, people to, to pick up phones and and get in the car when there's a when there's a fire or a, or a or a snowstorm or something and so they're very warm they're very welcoming there's a need there's a real there's something I can do to help and um and so yeah it's 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 a way of breaking down uh those barriers because those barriers don't don't matter in that context and and you can just shut up and work. And I think you know homesteading homesteading lends yeah. itself to that kind of thing if if it's purposeful, you know, like like if it's not just for the gram. Although I will say, like I'm 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 pro uh, homesteading for the gram. I'm I'm pro like hobby influencer, like heavily subsidized by a software job. Um, homesteading because uh you know if if it goes down and there's like there's a need for those skills like however you got them i'm glad you have them people should have like you know what i mean like there's there's uh it's the same basic thing like would i would i want to like hang out with that person socially if i just if that was if that was all I was concerned about, like maybe not particularly, but just you know. just for entertainment, right? Yeah, I was going to say that the conversation you had with uh, Normonix uh, recently, and you talked about, hey, how mu- how much homesteading is just rich guys with cool software jobs playing around on the side, and he's had some good things to say about it, but I think a lot comes back to what you just said, is that hey, somebody's somebody's got to start. I, you, I mean, this this broken society isn't going to fix itself. It's not going to spontaneously heal. And expecting systems to, to do it for us is what got us here in the first place. So I'm all about some men who are saying, hey, I have the luxury that supports me trying to live a more authentic way of life and make connections with the locals. I mean, I, if you look at our politics and how – nasty and divisive it is so much it's just the 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 rural working class people feel hated and and disrespected by the kinds of people who do have software jobs and i think that's pretty legit a lot of times they are hated yeah and i like a guy who says no i'm going to be in the volunteer fire department it's very american very good ultimate so I, yeah we're gonna have to deal with some lag man hang on one second let me see if i can um improve things at all 
Yeah, so we were talking about Normonics and, and his discussion about homesteaders being like rich dudes with programming jobs, um, which, you know, like fair point but also like who cares like it, it's it's good to it's good to have people learning those skills and like like what are they supposed to do are they supposed to uh just just live in the pod and eat bugs like are or, like it are you only an og if you like try to immediately quit your job and just uh try not to starve that first year like i, <laughs> I don't know I, like it, it seems it seems like it seems like uh, an unreasonable ask. Yeah, what it really is getting at is this idea that, and this this is the this is the lie that's embedded in all of this, that the only way you can really have a like a traditional yeah. healthy happy life is if you give up on mo- on the modern world completely. You know, like mm-hmm. you can't you can't watch any Disney mm-hmm. movies at all. And if you do, it's like you're cheating or something, you know. Like, and I don't think that's true at all. I think we just we took a wrong turn somewhere, and we we just went pell mell into these headless systems. But that doesn't mean that everything that happened, or even the idea of progress and making things better, is bad. So, I, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but I think of these guys with software jobs who are out there also trying mm-hmm. to do the homesteading and put it together. I think of them as like the vanguard. You know, like the like the Marxist idea of the vanguard is the fake and gay version where you have a bunch of intellectuals who are going to tell everybody else what to do. But this is this is the real version where you have people who can afford it who are trying new things. And you know, they're just they're discovering stuff that's gonna work for the rest of us. That's exactly what they should be doing. Yeah, hundred percent. And to like to be clear, the discussion with Normonics, I mean he's he's a he's a knowledge economy guy who is who is homesteading. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to make it sound like he was he was uh, being hard on those guys. Yeah, no, that's just that's just the topic that we were discussing. Um, yeah, and I mean, I I uh, I think there's also anything people can do to like bridge the gap between themselves and I mean, so exit for me in in, in large part for me personally is like I want to I want to be as close to God in terms of where I get my food and, and, and where I get my money as I can. And I think like somebody who uh, gets like the, 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 the flesh pots of Egypt, you know what I mean? Um, they sort of get paid to, 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 do this mechanistic job for people that hate them and and they like have to lie all the time about who they are like i think that there's a there's a way to get sort of closer to like the ultimate source of your blessings and maybe that includes growing things out of the ground but maybe it also just includes like trying to trying to do things for yourself where you're where you're more like dependent on providence than you otherwise would be taking a little bit of risk yeah getting yourself out there and um so yeah it's 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 all of a piece when the weather is meaningful to you there there's just something transformative about that when you really care if it rains or if it's too hot not just because it makes you uncomfortable but you're thinking like oh man you know the got to get the cows in from the pasture yeah big hell storm uh we just had a snowstorm that um 
we had to we had to go buy tarps and hang them around our deck so that our cow could like hide under our deck and get out of the wind because um, she's about to have a baby and um, my fingers were numb and I was trying to like tie this tarp down and the wind was blowing and it's just a and it was like it was like one in the morning because we'd stall on getting it done and we were like ah oh, maybe we don't need it and then we were like nah we're gonna need it tonight and uh, just just having to do stuff like that um, well and I say having to you know if 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 the cow you know threw the calf and, and we lost the calf that would have been sad we would have been okay um, so like yes there's an element of LARP to all of this right but you're still you're still uh, trying out those muscles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yes and no, because yes and no, because animals and cows and things like that, they're not just assets. Yeah. You weren't just trying to save your investment. Yeah. Even, even plants, once you've, once you worked on it, there's a bit of a relationship there and it's a commitment that goes beyond what's, what it's going to do for your bottom line. Yes. Yes. And I mean, Which there's also a sense of like they have to move or something. They don't just slaughter all their animals. <laughs> right. And I mean, you're talking about the, the bigger picture and how the vision helps you. Like if you have a sense that if you have a sense that you need to figure this out, because even if your survival doesn't depend on it now, it may soon depend on it. Like if you feel like you're on a burning platform and you need to get these, you need to get this dialed in and figure out exactly how it works. Um, yeah, that changes the that changes the urgency. Like like I I I do. I feel like I feel like I need to figure this out. This is gonna. This is well, gonna is too strong. I I am not willing to accept the risk. I I mean I think we can all see that there might come a time soon when you might really appreciate having some fresh milk. Yeah. It may not yeah. just be as easy as running down to the grocery store. And I was going to say, do you want me to, to finish up our little chat? This has been a fun chat, by the way. I had a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to finish up by tell, telling you a little more about that crazy book I read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that book. Okay, so there's this uh, this guy who went he went the whole way, quit his job, and he he's not just going to be you know doing software or whatever. He had some money saved up, and he was just going to make a living being a homesteader. And... He wrote a book called The Prosperous Homesteader. I think his name is Jeffries or Jeffers, something like that. So he decided that – he tried all this permaculture stuff, decided it was all terrible advice. He was he was losing money every single year, and he eventually ended up becoming secular Amish. Like he fell in with some, some Amish – old, older Mennonites, same, same idea basically. And he fell in with them, and they're like – you're. You're doing it wrong, and so he is. At least at the time of the writing, he's out in Kentucky somewhere, with his 50 acres, with no electricity, using an outhouse. Uh, he has a couple of horses that he uses to plow his land and to to uh, cut his cut his hay. Wow, it's it's just it's just a blast to read. I, you get a kick out of it. It's a short read. What's it called? And he's going through how you. I think it's called the Prosperous Homestead. The Prosperous Homestead. I want to say. Okay. He he later wrote a novel, which is not a good novel, but it's also a lot of fun because he actually expands on his ideas a little bit. He you know he has guys out finding you know, like old old oil wells and 
you know cracking the crude to make Kerosene. It's just oh wow, yeah, it, it has a it has a vibe that's just fun. Very cool. Although as a novel, it's you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, so so uh, one of the things that we're doing in Exit is we have a little. Uh, some of us are writing short stories and things. Silverwolf.substack.com. So if anyone wants to go read it, they can see how bad my own writing is, and and they can feel like I'm making fun of this guy Jeffers for no reason. But anyway, so he he wrote this he wrote this basically a practical guide on how to become a like a secular Amish. Like this is the amount of this is the amount of money you need to start off with. This is the kit you need. How here's how it's going to cost you. Here's the techniques you use. And he, he walks you through how it's sustainable, like how the Amish do it. You know, like the kids start earning money when they're this year's old. Eventually, mom and dad move into a small nearby house, and like the, the youngest kid takes over the original the original homestead. Oh, wow. It's pretty awesome. But here's what ties back into the conversation you and I have been having. He closes up by saying, I would love for people to come out here and do this with, you know, in the area. Uh, if this interests you, literally just call me or you know send me a letter i will invite you to come to my place for two weeks you know four weeks whatever so you can get a feel for it see if this is for you the point is the guy is desperate to have other people who are doing the same thing right he's doing it by yourself when you're the you're the only you know you're the only ex-banker in a neighborhood of amish just isn't cutting it right and this is a guy who's way more committed than you and i were able to be i mean i i look at this and i dream about it i'm like this would be my midlife crisis you know yeah honey we're selling the house we're quitting the job we're living on buckskins from now on <laughs> but he, he did it he's doing it he had a he's just learned so much and has a great time and but he's just you know hungry for other people who are willing to do the same thing yeah and that's what we're all looking for. Absolutely. And that's that's the problem we got to solve. That's what we're trying to do. Like, ultimately, you do have to have a certain amount of like-mindedness. Like, um, there's a reason that I went to the VFD and not, like, the Peace Corps, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, like the, the, the level of, like, how much do you really need? That's a, that's a question that I'm constantly wrestling with. Like, how much could you, how much could you sort of trust and tolerate one another despite your differences um when when what you're trying to do is so weird when you like like i wonder if that guy i mean he obviously wouldn't want to like bring in agribusiness but like what if it's somebody who wants to do like the the sort of mennonite light version where they've got you know they're still getting health care and they're still you know what i mean like I wonder right. how important the totalizing vision is and how precise it needs to be for him. To be honest, I'm thinking about writing him and finding out. I mean, I, I, that might be for me and the family. That might be a cool vacation. Yeah. Take a week during harvest season and just go live on this old-fashioned farm where you're doing it with sickles and and a horse. I'd enjoy that. Yeah, it'd be great to try. Um, yeah, it would, and, and that's the thing. He's saying, "Hey, just try it out. It's a week, two weeks. What do you got to lose?" Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to show myself a little bit. So I have also starting my own Substack. It's not for money, because uh, I doubt anybody would pay me for it. 
It's called stetter.substack.com, stetter, S-T-E-A-D-E-R. And the whole point of it is just to explore the explore what you and I have been talking about. How can people find ways of living more, you know, like more natural lives, but also more connected? And I'm hoping ultimately that I'm going to start finding those people and maybe we can make some things happen. The, the whole, the whole idea of doing this stutter substack, a smart guy, I, I wish I remembered his name so I can give him credit. One time he said, if there's something weird you're wanting to do, the way to accomplish it is you just start writing about it. And then all of those other people who all thought they were the, the, that weirdo too, they all find you. So that's, that's my goal. One of the things that I love in exit, um, is, is that I can, I can solicit, um, I can solicit answers by giving the wrong answer. Um, and like, you know, be, be, uh, be sort of the, like, was I, cause I'm, I'm very much a dilettante with all of this stuff. And so I can just yeah, put it out there that like, Hey, this is what I'm trying. Am I an idiot? And then like chase or one of the other guys will be like, yep, here's why. And then we have the answer and, uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's very good. Right. And, and I'm not trying to be – there are so many people who are trying to be homesteading gurus out there. That's not me. I mean as you know because you see me on you see me on the forums and exit all the time asking Chase the Farmer to, to tell me what I'm doing that's stupid. And a lot of times his answer is that's really stupid. Yeah. That's never going to work, which normally it takes me two years and several dead plants and you know to, to discover. Yeah. Oh, if, if I'm going to – can I do one more plug? Go I for just it. Thought of Go one. for it. All right. So the other the other thing that I and some of the exit guys are doing the Silver Wolf the stories thing. Mm-hmm. I should mention that one of the one of the stories that I'm going through is called Polk, is a fictionalized version of me growing up, and the the connection here. My parents were were OG back to the landers back in the 70s and early 80s in the first wave of of homesteading. That was my folk. So this is – I'm writing up this, you know, kind of like this fictionalized sort of Lauren Mary style, what it was like to grow up when, you're, when your parents are way back in the day doing what we're talking about now. My dad was not a farmer by any means. He had a, you know, kind of the equivalent of a software job. He was an engineer. He, you know, commuted to the plant where he was an engineer and then drove back to our, our place out in the hills. Yeah silverwolf.substack.com or stedder as in homesteader.substack.com check out john dell uh hey john this is an awesome conversation it's great to talk to you and uh thanks everybody for listening thanks for all you do sir put out those fires Thank you.